This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. The chimes of time ring out the news Another day is through Someone slipped and fell Was that someone you? You may have long for added strength your courage to renew. Do not be disheartened, for I have news for you. It is no secret what God can do, what is done for others, He'll do for you. With arms wide open, There is no night, for in his light you'll never walk alone. Always feel at home, wherever you may roam. There is no power can conquer you, while God is on your side. Just take him at his promise, don't run away and it is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. With arms wide open, Oh, 
call to worship. Keep your lamps trimmed and burning. Jesus Christ will soon be among us. We do not know the day or the hour, but we will watch and be ready. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague, and thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tague, our musicians, for Steve Helling, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Tom and Lori Overby in memory of Mark Bates and Artie Langness. We are thankful for them providing this for us and WPCA Radio for this broadcast. Some other announcements again is that on six o'clock on Wednesday nights of Lent here, you can hear this broadcast from NUIC. And uh, on the 26th, the next Sunday, we'll be at Little Falls Lutheran at 9.30 for worship. A church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You might want to set up an area for you to have uh, your worship time and space. You could get a candle and a cross. You might get a cloth to lay down. And you may have a Bible or Bibles for the kids and any other worship materials that you need. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the Spirit of God, to have God's love and presence, and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. Amen. We continue with the confession and forgiveness. We confess our sins before God and one another. God of grace and mercy, we admit to you, to ourselves, and to this community that we have caused harm to others through our actions and through our failure to act. Give us the humility to accept our failings and make right where we can. Forgive us and help us to forgive ourselves. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. 
In that love, God forgives you all your sin for the sake of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We'll continue with the other gathering songs. I will serve thee because I love thee. You have given life to me. I was nothing before you. Each day is like heaven, my heart overflows, 
Good neighbors, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Jesus is coming. His reign is near. We've waited so long and suffered so much disappointment. Have faith and be ready. God's promise is sure. The world is in turmoil. We do not see justice. Ah, do not lose heart. Your God is with you. How can we be prepared? There is so much else to do. Keep your hearts kindled. Work for justice, even when you don't see it. We are tired of waiting. The fire in our hearts is running out of oil. Don't look to the world to refill your lamps, but seek your God who sustains you in all things. With God's help, we will be ready. Come, Lord Jesus. Continue with the prayer of the day. God of promise, we wait for the time when all the world shall know your perfect peace and justice, and you shall reign over all creation and love. Keep us alert and active in your work while we wait. In Jesus' name, amen. And now I would encourage you to share a sign of the peace or to bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today, beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula, be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. At this time we turn to the Holy Scriptures and if you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along with the scripture readings. The first reading is Psalm 43 verses three and four. O oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with the harp, O oh, God, my God. Here ends the first reading. Good morning, young neighbors. What a winter. We're still getting lots of snow. Snow this time of year is perfect for making snowmen and building forts. So make sure to get out and enjoy it now. It won't be long before it all melts. So today we're gonna to talk about two stories Jesus told that have a lesson. We call them parables. Listen closely. The first is about 10 bridesmaids who were to prepare to meet the bridegroom. They had oil for their lamps to light when he came at night. He was late. Five of the bridesmaids lit their lamps too early and ran out of oil. They asked for oil from the other five to help them. They said, no, we don't have enough if we share. So the first five had to run to get more oil and miss the procession with the bridegroom. So what is Jesus trying to tell us here? Does anyone remember the Boy Scout motto? Be prepared. We don't know when Jesus is coming back, but we need to be ready for him at any time. We've been given an example of how to live by Jesus' time on earth with us. The Bible is our instruction book. If we don't know what to do, we can read here to get help on what to do. And what else can we do? That's right, pray for guidance and help to do the right thing. Are we perfect? No, but that's okay. God and Jesus love us anyway. 
Most important is that we try to do our best. And that leads us to our second story, the story of the talents. Jesus walked, talked about a wealthy man who was going on a trip. He gave money to three of his servants. To one he gave five talents, another two talents, and the last one talent. Now talent was a lot of money in those days. He gave the money to his servants based on their abilities. When he came back, the master asked each of them how they did. The first who got five talents worked hard and made five more. He was praised for his good work. The second who was given two talents doubled it to four. He was praised for his good work too. The last servant buried the talent in the ground because he didn't want to lose it. He also said the master was a hard man and he was afraid of him. The master was very unhappy with him and called him lazy. He took the talent from him and sent him away. So what is the point? We are all given talents from God, aren't we? And it is our responsibility to do our best with what we have been given. The first two servants were told, you have been faithful with a few things, now I will put you in charge of many things. If we do well with the small things, more responsibility will be given to us because we can be trusted to do good work in God and Jesus' name. So what are some of the things that could be your talent? Kindness, being organized, willing to volunteer to help. There are so many. So overall, there are two things we can learn from these parables today. Be prepared and do your best. So let's fold our hands and bow our heads for a short prayer. Dear God and Jesus, help me to understand the talent you have given me. Help me to use it wisely and gain more trust from you. Help me to be prepared for your coming by speaking to you with prayer. Help me to do my best so you can trust me with more responsibility. In your name we pray, amen. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning, burning, burning. Keep me burning till the break of day. And I will sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King of Kings. Sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the kings. Make me a fisher of men, keep me searching. Make me a fisher of men, I pray. Make me a fisher of men, keep me searching, searching, searching. Keep me searching till the break of day. And I will sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King of Kings. Sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King of Kings.
The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 25, verses 1 to 13. Glory to you, O Lord. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Change my heart, O God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, O God. May I be like you. Now may the words of my mouth and meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. From the narrative, the main idea, life can be full when you are prepared to appreciate the little moments rather than wishing away your life, waiting on the big ones. When we were kids, we spent a lot of time waiting for life to happen. We wait for Christmas. We wait for birthdays. We wait for milestones. We plan for our future, and if something, it seems, everything we do is in preparation for that future. As young adults, we wait for that perfect someone. We wait for babies to arrive. We wait for that big promotion and spend time planning for our future. Something happens in the middle years, often called a midlife crisis, when we realize that we're still waiting and half our life is gone. We begin to see that the elusive big thing we've been planning for, writing that novel, becoming the company's CEO, that epic trip overseas, may never come. The crisis comes when we ask ourselves, is this all there is? We realize we spent our whole lives living for our future, and our past is just, poof, gone. Sometimes depression sets in, or we go crazy trying to force some of the things we believe we're waiting for. The expensive car, the new partner. Jesus tells of ten brides waiting for a bridegroom. 
Five of them were prepared. They had enough oil to outlast the night. Five of them were unprepared. They had to go into town for more oil, and when they returned, they had missed their opportunity. The way I see it, Jesus' words were a warning. Be prepared. As long as we are only looking at an unspecified time way out in the future, we will always be waiting. But life has a way of offering us beautiful moments just when we least expect them. If we are not ready, we might just miss them. I have spent much of my middle years reshaping my own attitude and expectations for life. Recently, I took a plane trip with my teenage daughter. The flight arrived quite late on a Friday night. And when we got to the rental car booth, they told us there were no cars left, despite our having reserved and advanced. I was faced with a choice, freak out or figure it out. I stood there at the counter weighing my choices. I talked it over with my daughter. We could try to get a hotel near the airport and try again in the morning. We could sleep on the bench at the rental counter. Then the worker behind the counter who had been watching us mull it over told us to wait. Even though it was after hours and the company had no more cars, he did have access to the cars in their budget lot. While we waited, he walked across the lot, retrieved a car, and said there was no way he was going to do the same for the two parties that had just arrived after us. And then he promptly fetched two more cars for those parties anyway. If we had freaked out or rushed back to the airport to throw a fit, we would have missed the beautiful moment. We would have missed the kindness of a tired worker who just wanted to go home. It was my reminder to keep awake, to watch for those moments, and to notice and appreciate them when they happen. Life is too short to wait for the big moments and miss all the small ones. It's the ones we weren't planning for or expecting that make life full. Ten brides waiting on a bridegroom. Five were prepared, five were not. And they missed their opportunity. Will you be ready? Isn't that a question we ask ourselves quite often? When we think of this text, we don't always think about it in the present of what we're doing in our lives today. We think of, well, it must mean getting into heaven in the future. But I think the narrative was trying to help us to refocus not only on that meaning, but also on what goes on in our waiting in our life today. There are many ways of waiting. Some are wasting our time just waiting. Isn't it interesting to watch people at an airport or at different places, head bowed, wanting to sleep but can't sleep, restless, or in a doctor's office, waiting to hear good or bad news, passing time with our kids where we hear them playing on their video games for hours upon end. Sometimes it's just plain wasting time. And that's not a good way to wait. Don't we want to be more actively waiting? Open to people and the surroundings so that we can see what is happening? It was a, again, I went, was flying one time and at an airport, I was trying to talk to different people that we were waiting with. And there was one young man in particular, he had the tattoos, he had the pants that were down quite a ways and uh, he definitely looked like a gang member and nobody was talking to him. 
But I decided I would try. And I tried, and he didn't respond very much. It was just kind of passive. But as we were walking to our airplane later, he was on the stairway across from me and he looked over and gave me a thumbs up. It was a good feeling to know that maybe he acknowledged that he was okay or that I thought he was okay. Sometimes it's just little things that you get excited about. Or I think of last Sunday when the snow was here and as I got stuck before I got out and having Steve from church here pick me up and get me get the lane plowed out. As we went to church, I was looking at how beautiful it was outside. It was worth a million dollars. What a sight. Not much fun to have this snow like we've had, but I can't imagine a more beautiful winter than what we've had, if we take time to enjoy it, instead of just thinking about all the shoveling and all the other stuff we have to do. I think the other thing is, is to be patient in our waiting. Sometimes we get in such a hurry and sometimes we think we're number one. Politicians in particular talk about being number one all the time. Uh, recently, I the picture of uh, world leaders being standing up on a podium or an area and uh, having our president push him aside and stick out his chest and look to being and trying to tell everyone in the world, we're number one. It's not a positive thing. Or when I was in Africa way back when in the 70s, I remember going to a bank and the lines were long because there had been some upheaval in some of the banking, but also in Africa things just go slower. And behind me we're talking to uh, people, Americans, who are frustrated and they just talked about how awful Africa was and how awful the people were, how slow they were. And I thought, wow, what a way to talk about people who are serving you. Or I think of Israel, where Paul Halverson, who I was one of the teammates, and we were traveling in, on a bus going down to the southern part of Israel, and we'd been on a hot, long trip. Everybody in the bus was thirsty. We came to this little stand, and everybody rushed out. And they all were shouting their orders, wanting this one person to take care of them all at once. Paul stood at the side of the deal and just stood there waiting. And the exasperated person who was dealing with all these people yelling at him just turned to Paul said, what can I get you? And Paul was the first one served. Sometimes not having to always be first is important. We learn to wait in kindness and gentleness. We learn to wait thinking of others first other than just ourselves. How do we stay ready then in the midst of this? Part of it is we need to take time to know who our God is. To ask the question today, are we ready and open for what God has for us today? But also, are we ready for what is to come in the future? It's a both and, not an either or. I hope that we take time for the small events because they help prepare us and to keep our oil going 
for the future time when it becomes all important. We spend time tending to our lamps, if you will. In fact, it's important to keep those the oil filled. We are lights in a world. It's not to be put under a bushel, but we let it go and shine. God works in our midst, and good, good works are part of that, to let our light shine. We tend to our relationships. We take time for our relationship with God and our neighbors. After all, the first and second commandments are, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. As we look to our relationships, we need to take time for them. That helps us get ready also. And we keep hope alive. We remember that it is not just here that we have hope, but it is in a world to come. It is heaven that we hope for and look forward to. The promises that Jesus says he will come again for us and will take us home. Like the bridegroom coming, we need to be ready. One of the fun stories was a little girl who went out with her father one evening and gazed into the sky and immediately she was lost in wonder and awe. Standing there looking into the star-studded sky, she exclaimed, If heaven is so lovely on the wrong side, what must it be like on the right side? We have that hope by hope, that confident trust, and that awe and that wonder of that little girl who knows there is more to life than what we experience here. That the beautiful things we see here only heighten the expectation for what's in the future. So yes, this, this parable that Jesus told has some things that make us nervous. Are we ones that are gonna be prepared not knowing when it is to happen and how sad it would be not to be included? But on the other hand, we know that we are people who are saved by grace of a God who wants us to have the best and that the bridegroom isn't looking to keep us out, but wanting us to be in, but just saying, be prepared, live a life that shows the worth. Keep your oil ready, love people, love God. And the right side of heaven will even be better than what it is here now. Blessings as you move forward with your lamps, filled with oil, waiting for Jesus to come again. Amen. Let me live, blessed Lord, in the light of your word. Let my life be a light on a hill, leading souls now astray to the straight, narrow way. Help me do some good deed while I live. Let my life be a light shining out through the night. May I help struggling ones to the fold. Spreading cheer everywhere to the sad and the lone. Let my life be a light to some soul.
Give me wisdom and power Every day, every hour Let me drink from the fountain above Guide my footsteps aright Through the dark stormy night Give me peace, give me joy, give me love Let my life be a light Shining out through the night May I help struggling ones to the fold Spreading cheer everywhere to the sad and the lone Let my love be a light to some soul Give me souls for my hire Let my life be on fire Shining out to the world as a guide Help me rescue someone Sinking now with no hope That in heaven we shall ever abide Let my life be a light Shining out through the night May I help struggling ones to the fold Spreading cheer everywhere to the sad and the lone Let my life be a light to some soul Let my life be a light shining out through the night May I help struggling ones to the fold Spreading cheer everywhere to the sad and the lone. Let my life be a light to some soul. Yeah, I'd like to share a little bit uh, uh, about the two readings that uh, Steve read earlier. Uh, they were hard text for me for a long time in my life. And still are, but I think the two things that it picked up that I've slowly been learning over the years, the first one that we talked about, about being prepared, is talking about being accountable and about lost opportunities. And that probably the five that didn't have their oil in their lamps or ready for it, either were just negligent, didn't care, uh, until it was already passed. I think the second one, is the one that I always struggled with because I thought, well, the one with five is getting so much and then the one with two is doubled and how great that is. And I always thought about that poor one that only had one talent to start with. I assumed it wasn't a very good talent or he didn't have much to give. But, you know, it could have been a very strong talent he had. It could have maybe done some really great things with that one talent maybe even tripled or quadrupled or whatever. But the reality is, he knew that the master or the landlord was somebody to be afraid of, was hard and cruel and took what he didn't, what took wasn't his. So in essence, he was saying, I really don't care about you. And it helped me understand that what Jesus was saying, there are people who don't understand who God is who look at him as being somebody that's cruel up in heaven, waiting to just judge everybody on earth 
and he was afraid of them. Instead of seeing a God who cared and loved and was compassionate, who would die for them, who would give his life so that they could use their talent or talents to create and do so much good in our world. So I hope as you read these, keep looking for deeper parts and meanings of what it means to have oil in your lamp and to have talents to be used. Let's confess together our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. But on the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Trusting in the promise of Jesus Christ's unending love, we pray for the church, the world, and all who are in need. Holy God, you have challenged us to be ready for your triumphant return. Fill us with the oil of your fervent love that we might burn bright until that glorious day. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Nothing on this planet exists in a vacuum. All things are connected and reliant upon one another. Make us careful stewards of land, water, and air, and of every living thing that inhabits this earth. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. As we walk together on this journey of Lent, give us the humility to see where we have been foolish in our refusal to see the signs of your presence. Give us wisdom that we might prepare a place in our hearts for you. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Heal the hearts, minds, bodies, and spirits of all who suffer from any affliction, especially Ron Wilson, Kelsey Zamuda, Christina Burgett, Randy Goglin, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Helen Erickson, Shirley Lenz, Wayne Jones, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Rachel and Derek Helling, Rachel Seacrest, Scott Morgan, Jeanette Helling, Arlene Johnson, Matt Crerup, Ida Martinson, Jean Hoisington, Lee and Maury Nicholson, Becky Anderson, Helen Jorgensen, Clara Garish. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. 
Let all people in every corner of the earth recognize our interdependence that all might work toward equity and justice for our collective survival. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. We remember with gratitude all the saints who lived and died in you. May we one day follow them with thanksgiving into your eternal banquet. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. We lift these prayers to you, gracious God, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. <clears throat> As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. Continue with the offering prayer. God, you have showered us with abundance. Keep us ever mindful of the needs of others that we might be inspired to share what we have. We offer now these gifts to your good work in the world. Accept them for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. I would like to have communion, so I hope that you have some grape juice or wine and some bread. In a night in which our Lord was betrayed, he took bread gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples saying this is my body broken for you do this as often as you eat in remembrance of me and again after supper he took the wine gave thanks and gave it to all to drink saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin do this in remembrance of me when we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear the promise from Jesus, the body of Christ broken for you. Now take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus and Savior strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. 
Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. I want to walk as a child of the light. I want to follow Jesus. God sent the stars to give light to the world. The star of my life is Jesus. I want to see the brightness of God. I want to look at Jesus. Clear sun of righteousness shine on my path and show me the way to the
And I strove to remind you that for those tears I died. <clears throat> Jesus, I give you my heart and my soul. I know now without God I never be. Thank you and praise you from her humble shores. Take me, I'm yours. And Jesus said, Come to the water, stand by my side. I know you are thirsty, you won't be denied. I felt every Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amherst, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. God will